I myself am not Catholic, but very similar belief system, and I'm kind of shocked at how little response there has been from the church. I even phoned one of the local churches the other day, and the pastor just told me he didn't want to speak to me. If I was a member of the Catholic Church, I'd be completely embarrassed by the actions of the school now that they're claiming they're Catholic. It's kind of disappointing to see the lack of response from the local Catholic Church. We've also got a life funder, we call it. It's like a GoFundMe for Josh and for his case. What's going on now from a legal perspective? Well, we are attempting to appeal the two suspensions Josh has received. Hello everyone, do you remember that heroic young man by the name of Josh Alexander? He's the one, the 16 year old, who went to bat for girls in his Catholic high school not to have biological males in their bathroom. Well, the story has new developments to it. He and his lawyer are now going to be going to the courts to fight this out because the school has actually, believe it or not, given him a trespass notification. So he's going to be arrested for trespassing next time he comes in. This is to go to his high school. Um, he was suspended. They lifted the suspension and lo and behold, he went in. But no, because he still doesn't agree to what I guess it is they want, um, he has continued his suspension, and now lawyers are getting involved. We're going to give you a chance to contribute to his efforts in court with a life funder, but I wanted to tell you some new developments. First of all, I had an opportunity to speak with one of the young ladies who confided in him. One of the reasons why he went forward in the first place, because this is um, very, you know, who is this guy? Well, we were able to meet with him in person, so we know who this guy is. We had his testimony. We had him on a show before, but we weren't before able to speak to the young women who were suffering under what the school is going through. So I wanted to read you from an interview that I had with her. Now, she has to remain anonymous. She wouldn't come on camera because, obviously, fear of massive reprisal. Look what's happened to Josh Alexander. The poor, the poor boy has been uh, suspended from school with threat of expulsion, and now he's been given a trespass notice for coming to school. We're going to hear from him here in studio in just a few minutes. We're going to hear from his lawyer as well. But I wanted to tell you what this young lady had to say. Uh, she spoke with me uh, from her school and is has explained what went on. Here's what she said. She had this conversation. So if you remember, Josh told me that when he went to the principal first to say, hey, you know, I was approached by some of my classmates who are uncomfortable with this idea that men are in there or young men are in their bathrooms. And the principal said first, well, no, 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 no. You got to get the girls to come in and, and tell us that. So he did. He got one of these young ladies to come forward and go with him. And the principal still did nothing. And that's when Josh Alexander said, okay, we're going to stage a walkout and protest this because this is ridiculous. So here's how the story went from the uh, side of the one of the young ladies that did speak with him. She said, um, I just told him, this is her words. I just told him in passing conversation about this issue that I was weirded out by it because it is males in my bathroom. And I, and I didn't know who else I could talk to about it other than a few of my female friends. But then get this. And this is mind-blowing. This is what she told me about what went on inside the classroom. Because remember, when Josh announced that he was going to do a walkout for this, the school threatened that any student who would join Josh Alexander in protesting so that the 
Girls in school can have their own bathroom privacy that males wouldn't enter their bathroom. Anybody who would protest this with Josh Alexander, they would be cut off from transportation to the school. Now, remember, this is Renfrew County. Uh, it's the Catholic school. They're called St. Joseph's, believe it or not, in, in Renfrew. And they are cutting off people from getting there with transportation, busing. That's massive in these rural communities because sometimes they're 20, 30, 40, 50 kilometers away. So to cut off transportation is basically to cut them off from the school altogether. So listen to this. They were threatened with being denied transportation to the school. But in addition, this young lady told me that a teacher in the classroom told them this. This is a teacher speaking to the students about not participating in Josh Alexander's walkout for privacy in girls' bathrooms, for, for speaking up for these young ladies. <laughs> the teacher tells them, and I quote, your reputations will be ruined. You don't want to associate with those people. So, I mean, this is crazy indoctrination going on right in a supposedly Catholic school. Um, in fact, the young lady told me that, you know, about the, the school supposed to be Catholic. She said, well, the teaching of the church doesn't seem to align with what the school is doing. And when I asked, uh, you know, the young lady about what her message would be to young people in high schools who find themselves in similar situations where they're put under all this pressure and their, their, their own privacies are being violated and everything else by the woke agenda. Here's what she said. She said, it's important to not feel like you don't have a voice or your opinion doesn't matter or that you're a horrible person if you think differently from everyone else. You know, this is really reminiscent of what happened to Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict of late memory, who we're still, you know, in the days after his funeral, was still praying for the repose of his soul. He had a lot of hardship in dealing with this issue as well. He tried his hardest to bring forward the teaching of the church with love and with truth. Um, and here's what happened to him. It was on December 22nd, 2008, and he gave an address to the Roman Curia. He capitalized actually on the popular ecology trend, calling for a human ecology where we would respect the creator's natural order of relationships between man and woman. The Holy Father said the church must protect man from self-destruction, he said. And these are quotes from Pope Benedict XVI, again, back in 2008, right around Christmas time. He said, if the church speaks of the nature of the human being as man and woman and demands that this order of creation be respected, this is not some antiquated metaphysics. What is involved here is faith in the Creator and a readiness to listen to the language of creation. To disregard this, he said, would be the self-destruction of man himself and hence the destruction of God's own work. Now, <laughs> obviously the Pope didn't say this kind of thing to be, you know, because he had some kind of vendetta against gays or whatever or trans people. No. Um, he also didn't say this because he was sadistic and wanted, or masochistic and wanted harm to himself. But sure enough, harm comes from the woke world when you speak the truths of Christ. And he was preaching this, though, with love, the truth in love. And it wasn't only love for God, but it was also love for all of mankind, his human beings, his fellow human beings who are hurting themselves by these destructive sexual lifestyles. 
But for his remarks, he was castigated in the mainstream press. And here are some of the news headlines at the time from 2008 against Pope Benedict for saying what he did about God's plans for human sexuality. Um, Pink News, a homosexual news service, said uh, in the UK, it read, this was their headline, Pope Benedict learned nothing from his time in the Hitler youth. <laughs> and uh, Pope Benedict's latest outburst justifies homophobic bullying and attacks. Absolute insanity. But the coverage in the mainstream press was hardly, um, you know, less uh, extreme. The San Francisco Chronicle headline read, Pope Benedict at Christmas, preaching bigotry disguised as compassion. The Times of London said, Christmas was never meant to be about this. So this kind of persecution from the woke world comes despite are trying to do the best we can for God's truth in love and charity. This courageous young man, for whom we've got a life funder running, and I encourage you to support, but with whom we'll be speaking in just a few minutes. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Are you planning a garden to prepare for the unknown or simply to have fresh organic food at your fingertips? Well, St. Clair Heirloom Seeds, a longtime sponsor of LifeSite News, has an amazing selection of more than 500 varieties of heirloom and open-pollinated vegetable, herb, fruit, and flower seeds that can suit your needs. As you might have guessed by the name St. Clair Heirloom Seeds, it is a Catholic, family-owned, and operated company, and their seed collections do not contain any high hybrids, GMOs, or treated seeds. Receive 20% off of your first order when you sign up for their newsletter on their website at www.stclairseeds.com. That's stclair, C-L-A-R-E, seeds.com. A small portion of each order goes to support several pro-life organizations, and shipping is a flat rate of $5, but due to customs regulations, only available in the United States. Check them out at www.stclairseeds.com. And now, back to the program. Josh, thank you so much for joining us in person. Thank you for having me. You're actually one of the first guests here in our studio, so welcome. And uh, I want to tell you, on behalf of all of our fans at LifeSite News, thank you. You have done an incredible thing here, and you're standing up for family. And more important than that, actually, you're standing up for faith, and I think that's the most beautiful thing. I want you to take us through the human element. So you get that, first of all, you hear this on, on Sunday night, and then you get there on Monday. How did things progress? I decided to only show up for the afternoon. Those were the two classes I was banned from. Um, so I decided I showed up in the afternoon. I went into the school, and uh, right at the front door, the principal met me. Mm. And uh, he was kind of awkward. He didn't say anything for the first few minutes. I just was greeting students. Students were shaking my hand, and mm. it was a bit of a welcome back. He didn't say anything for the first couple of minutes until he finally kind of confused. He walked over and said, uh, could you leave? <laughs> and I told him, I just respectfully asked him to speak to my lawyer if he wanted to talk to me first. And uh, that's kind of what, what happened all day long. They just kept asking me to leave. I'd go to my class and they'd follow me. And uh, the vice principal would actually write down anything I said. And uh, yeah, that's the entire day was spent like that. And they had just asked me to leave the entire day. I just kept going to class. Wow. Wow. So what's your thought at this point? I mean, you've been uh, accused of trespassing what what in the world does that mean and uh what did your lawyers make of and talk about with you on it about a couple hours after i got home from school 
Uh, my parents got this email that I now have a trespassing notice till January 31st at the school. I think it's pretty ridiculous, but it goes to show their true colors there. They, uh, they're afraid of the truth, so now they'll actually, I guess, arrest me if I return to school. And uh, it's, it's pretty sad to think that that's what's happening in Canada, which is supposed to be a country that respects the uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms, but apparently not in this case. You have a trespassing notice and till till January 31st, but they've told you to stay away. And, and yet you have classes and then you're not coming to classes. Are they calling you to say, you're, hey, you're not in your class as well? Uh, no, they haven't actually done that. I've had, there's been a couple uh, emails from my teachers and they've uh, offered online education. But I mean, I think the last two years have gone to show that that's a very inferior form of education. <laughs> so I haven't taken them up on that. Um, but we're coming to the end of the semester now. They've suspended me twice. They've excluded me and now given me a trespassing notice till January 31st. The semester's over by that time. Yeah. And uh, so it's a five day suspension I'm surfing right now. But the uh, trespassing notice goes way beyond that. I'm not sure how that's supposed to work, but we'll see. We at LifeSite want to support your case. Um, I understand from your lawyer that the next step will be for you to take this to the Human Rights Tribunal. Um, and so we're going to set up a life funder for you. And I encourage people to uh, support Josh because, I mean, here's one of the few examples of people actually standing up and doing the right thing. And we want to be able to support him in that. So please go to lifefunder.com and support Josh Alexander. So, Josh, what are the plans for your taking this up at the Human Rights Tribunal? We're looking at it, obviously, as a case for religious discrimination. Um, they, there, there seems to be a little bit of confusion over my appeal. They don't really want to let me appeal. So yeah, we're going to take it up to the next notch because that's kind of where this kind of case belongs. It's a classic case of religious discrimination. So I'm, I'm willing to take it there and we can only rely on the supporters to donate. And it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult run considering we're up against a pretty big law firm and the entire school board, but we're taking it on anyways. You're a young man. How old are you right now? 16. Okay. So you're still 16 years old. It's incredible that you have to face this for one thing, but you're doing it with real grace. There's a pro-trans whatever group that, that was confronting you. They called you a terrorist. What's uh, what's your response to that? Actually, I put out a response on social media right on their platform, and uh, they immediately deleted it. They were insinuating that I had plans to uh, act violently, and... Uh, I obviously countered that and told them I was there for peace. I was up for a respectful discussion. And, uh, yeah, that was completely censored. I actually did a, uh, a live stream with uh, Freedom Fighters Canada that was deleted off Facebook immediately. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's been any uh, time I go to counter anything, they kind of just censor it. So that's where we're at. Deleted. I think there's a beauty in that. The fact is... You're threatening to them, not in that you're physically threatening to people or anything like that. You're threatening to their ideology. It is an ideology. And they don't want to show that you are a young man who's totally peaceful and totally sensible. And you're like their worst case scenario because here you are all about peace, love and dialogue, which they claim to have on their side. And yet they're all about censorship, accusing you of falsehood, and banning you from everything. And then, but they have the support of this Catholic school, which is completely outrageous. It's interesting. Way back in November at the original walkout, the uh, counter-protesters from those pride organizations and even the union that got bust up, um, they were chanting, uh, love, not hate. So I had the mic there and we had our whole sound system set up and I, we just started chanting it back at them. And it, they completely, like, <laughs> ruffled feathers. They didn't know what to do. 
And so like they they tried censoring me online, so then I did it in person, and they just panicked. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. Well, it's great. It, it is true. The message of those supportive of the family and of the faith and of freedom, that's our message, love, not hate. And so we can chant it right back because that was the whole point from the beginning. When the confrontations happened in the beginning, I, I don't remember, but in, historically we had focus on the family uh, at a conference called Love Wins Out. And, and it's about true love for people with same-sex attraction and people with gender dysphoria or whatever you want to call it. It's about loving them enough to tell them that this is harmful for you and showing them that. The examples being this. Right now, countless men and women who have detransitioned and been so harmed by what has happened to them. And we can show the folks, hey, look, this is what happens to you. And you don't say that to be popular. You don't say that to be um, um, given kudos because you're not. You're, you're given, you're accused of being a terrorist. Um, you're expelled and all sorts of things. But you do it anyway out of love and concern for these people because it's true. It's about love, not hate. About your Christian convictions, because uh, I, I mean, it's one thing that for Catholics like myself is very shameful. The true message of the church has always been one from where you're coming from. And yet you are voicing this as a 16-year-old much more eloquently in your behavior than the whole leadership of this so-called Catholic school. And what's truly scandalous, the school is called St. Joseph's. It's in Renfrew, and it is the Renfrew District, uh, Catholic District School Board. And the crime is it's St. Joseph's High School. St. Joseph is head of the Holy Family. Uh, that everybody knows, but in the in the Catholic Church, he's regarded as the defender of virgins, of purity, um, and protector of the family. It's like a nightmare that this is happening. It's the opposite of the truth and opposite of everything that the Catholic Church stands for. But I'd like to hear it from you. Um, you how do your Christian convictions play into this? Well, as a Christian and just as a man in general, I feel a responsibility to stand up to this kind of nonsense, especially when a female, a young female addresses me about this and more than one. So I, I immediately felt a conviction to do something about that, so I did. But uh, looking at the Catholic Church, I, I myself am not Catholic, but very similar belief system. And uh, I'm kind of shocked at how little response there has been from the church. I even phoned one uh, one of the local churches the other day and they, uh, like the pastor just told me he didn't want to speak to me. I, I couldn't imagine a leader of a church telling a 16-year-old kid they didn't, wouldn't speak with them, wouldn't even begin to have a discussion. If I was a member of the Catholic Church, I'd be completely embarrassed by the actions of the school now that they're claiming they're Catholic. And uh, it's, it's kind of disappointing to see the lack of response from the local Catholic Church. That is, unfortunately, the, the times we're living in. But there are a lot of uh, Catholics supporting you and praying for you right now. Um, and I know at uh, LifeSite News, we are behind you 100%. We're going to do whatever we can to not only get your story out, to hopefully get you some funds to continue in your fight. And um, what are your next steps? I know you've been doing a lot of speaking already um, as part of your organization, Save Canada. Tell us what that's about and tell us what your next plans are in terms of speaking around. So we've got a, there's kind of our rallying symbol. That's been around for about two years now. Um, it started during the uh, the. COVID restrictions and all that. So yeah, we organized the student walkouts during the Freedom Convoy and we we're kind of known for that. But uh, we're kind of just just assembling people right now across the country and it's been kind of a uh, rallying point. It's a very simple 
organization, but uh, we don't. We're kind of trying to formulate a plan from now. It's been kind of chaotic with, with everything that's going on. It's been a nonstop fight for the last two years, but uh, we're we're trying to formulate a little bit better and come forward with an action plan soon. I know you're in the thick of it right now, but there's got to be a lot of young people like yourself who are thinking, "Boy, I wish I could do something like that," or "I wish I could." What's your message to them? It's easy. <laughs> Just go out and do it, and uh, the consequences are more a compliment. Uh, just keep keep pushing, keep fighting, don't give up. Trust in God, and uh, he'll have your back. Amen to that. Josh Alexander, it is an honor to meet you. God bless you. James Kitchen, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we have this new breaking news, and it's it's very shocking for those people who value freedom and still value what is supposed to be Catholic education. But obviously, this has been a travesty. We learned some time ago, had Josh on the program, that, you know, he was threatened with uh, all sorts of things, if he were to carry out this work for these young ladies in his class and in his school to defend their right to privacy in their own bathrooms, um, the, the school then threatened anyone who would join in such protest with um, suspension, expulsion, whatnot. He is now told by the school that he's trespassing when he goes back to school. If you could, James, give us the latest details. Over the Christmas break, just after Josh's 20-day suspension ended, he was given conditions on how he would return. And um, the worst of those conditions was that he, he would be excluded from two of his classes. Now, the best that we could understand, the reasoning behind this was that those two particular classes were going to have two transgender students in those classes that had been in Josh, Josh's other classes. And, of course, the, the concern, I think, from the school's perspective or the transgender students' perspective is that they really didn't like what Josh had to say. They really didn't like the expression of his religious beliefs about, you know, switching genders or not, about how there's only two genders and about how boys shouldn't be going into girls' bathrooms. And so, you know, under the guise of safety, the school said to him, look, you can't be in these classes. And so Josh, so Josh hired me as his lawyer over the Christmas break. We talked. I said, look, I think that's religious discrimination. I think it's unlawful. Um, he said, well, yeah, I don't want to comply with that. I don't want to comply with something that's unlawful. So what happened is I told the school, I wrote a letter to the principal, and I said, look, this, this is an unlawful condition. It's, it's exclusion, it's segregation, and it's on the basis of his religious beliefs. Because the only reason you're doing this is because um, his expressed religious beliefs are, are you know, the, the, the students in the school can't tolerate those. And so they're, they're asking him to not be in that space. And that's just blatant religious discrimination. So it's unlawful. Why don't you rescind that condition? He'll come to class and go to all four of his classes, and we'll try to sort this out. And the school's response was, was very dismissive. It said, no, we don't care if you disagree with this. This is what we say, and you, know, you have to do it. And if you don't, that's you know, too bad. And so I said, well, you know, he, Josh is just, it just isn't going to comply with an unlawful condition. So uh, once I told the principal that, he wrote back on Sunday night, the, the night before Josh was going to go back to school on January 8th, and he said, well, look, now I'm going to order an exclusion which, which is a technical term under, under the legislation that a principal can exclude a student from school if they think that that student's presence, uh, uh, presence will be some sort of threat or danger or you know, potential disruption physically or mentally to the students. 
And which, which is really a bit of a stretch, obviously. So what happened then is Josh said, well, I mean, you know, look, this is unlawful. I'm going to go to school anyways. So on Monday, he, he did. He went to school. He went to those two classes he was not supposed to go to. Um, he got followed around somewhat by the assistant principal. You'll probably hear from him about that. And then he, he went home. Uh, everything was peaceful, right? Um, of course, he's not he's not out to actually, you know, bully these uh, these transgender students, right? There's no actual bullying going on, but of course, that's the word being thrown around because, unfortunately, in our new woke world, uh, bullying means expressing ideas that somebody else disagrees with, and um, that's that's how we get to this strange situation. So he goes home Monday night, late Monday night. I get a trespass notice and a further suspension. Uh, saying that Josh is suspended from school for the rest of the week and barred from school property for the rest of the month of January. So that's where we're at right now. The school board has hired lawyers, big firm in Ottawa. I am in communication with them, um, written communication. And so I'm hopeful there'll be some oral communication between myself and, and counsel for the school board. And we'll see where this goes next. This is unbelievable. We know Josh to be someone who is not only peaceful, but he's coming at this from a truly... Christian charitable perspective. This had nothing to do with being anti-trans or anything like that. It had to do with protecting these young ladies in his school who approached him asking for help to get privacy back in their bathrooms. These are young ladies who were didn't want uh, in their bathrooms males, biological males in their bathrooms. And th- that should have been a totally obvious thing. So here's this young man who first went to the principal privately himself, like how biblical can you get? And the principal says, oh, I'm not going to listen to you unless some of those girls come with you. He finds a girl to go with him to the principal, goes to the principal and still do nothing. Then he says, okay, now I'm going to do a protest. And then this enveloped. What's your thought on how that played out? And what's your perspective on Josh Alexander? I think he's a very courageous young man. Um, he's principled and he's um, he's doing what should be happening a whole lot more often um, amongst amongst men and women who are much older than he is. Um, so it's a, it's a real honor to work with him and to see this. Um, you know, I think part of the problem with all this is is it, is it is really difficult as a high school student to stand up, particularly a young a young woman, um, to speak out and stand up and say this is wrong. It's got to stop. We just keep going down this slippery slope towards things that are, you know, that are not Christian and not morally right and not good for society and not good for me and my friends who are trying to be safe and private in their spaces. Uh, it's not good for the, for the, for the kids themselves who are living in this weird space. I mean, talk to anybody who's detransitioned. Um, it's, it's a really awful experience. I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to and represented somebody who's gone through that. Um, it's horrendous. I think what he's doing is, is really, is really good. It needs to be done. Um, but obviously, in the world we live in, um, it's very, very, you know, you go through a lot of sacrifice and hardship in order to do it because the powers of be want to censor you and want to punish you for doing it because they don't want you to speak up, right? We don't, they don't want uh, these perspectives shared. But yeah, I think what the school is doing is, is, is really unfortunate. It's interesting because it's in the name of discrimination. It's in the name of non-discrimination that we're getting discrimination. It's in the name of tolerance and diversity and equity that we're treating somebody as a second-class citizen. We're excluding them, right? We're censoring them. We're telling them that they're not acceptable because of their views and beliefs. And um, if we could just be a little more sensible and 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 stop thinking in this in this crazy woke way, maybe we could find a balance where we could actually somehow accommodate both. I mean, that is the idea behind the legislation that's that's behind all this is the Ontario Human Rights Code. Right. The school says we have to have boys and girls washrooms because of the Ontario Human Rights Code. I, I don't actually think that's true, but um, 
you know, let's let's back that up and sort out how the Ontario Human Rights Code actually protects religious beliefs and sex as, as, a, as a girl as well. And if you're not trying to prioritize one right over the other, then you can probably find a way to accommodate everybody. Right. I mean, nobody's saying trans kids can't go to the school. At least I don't think they are. They're just saying, look, if you're here and you have a penis, you can't go into the girls' washrooms. And if you're here, um, you're going to hear religious beliefs that say um, things you don't like, and you're going to have to be okay and put up with that. That's actual equality. That's actually giving everybody the right to be in a space and to protect themselves, you know, and to express their beliefs within reason. Right. We're going too far on one side saying as a boy, you can go into a girl's washroom if you want to and saying to somebody else. And if you don't like that, you can't say anything. That's not a balance. What's truly phenomenal is that this is in a school that calls itself Catholic. But before we go there, it's truly Orwellian. As you said, the the inequality the, is is just so blatant that the double standard is just unreal. But in addition to that, you have this situation where we are dealing with adults. It's the adults in the room who are really guilty here. This child who is, uh, you know, gender confused is being pushed to adopt a lifestyle that's very harmful and, God forbid, a surgery that's going to harm him or her for the rest of his life. And it's the adults who are truly responsible here. A lot of the adults in the room can see how damaging this is. They've seen those who have detransitioned. They've seen the harm that's already caused. And they know the harm that's happening against these young ladies in wanting their privacy and it being stripped from them. How disgusting, how deplorable. It really does baffle the imagination. I'd love to hear your take. It hits the nail on the head is you have all these adults with their with their political ideologies and their political agendas, and they seem all too willing to not protect more vulnerable younger people in society as they as they push that. Um, I think we saw that with with the the, the, the masks in school issue um, a couple years ago, right? And and a lot of people commented on the fact this is the teachers. Um, that mostly want this, or this is some of the woke parents. What about the poor kids that got to wear this thing all day in school? Um, that's a little more trivial. This is a little more serious, right? It's it's these 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 adults who have this idea about transgenderism, and they they tacitly encourage it amongst kids, which is which is psychologically harmful for the kids that are going through it, and then it and then it's harmful for the girls who have to deal with it. I mean, we're we're talking about the bathrooms. I mean, this has been a huge problem among sports. Right. I mean, that just makes me makes me sick that gr- girls have to be scared to go to the bathroom and they can't even enjoy joining sports now because they're scared of getting hurt or they're just they're not going to be competitive. And um, it's it's really it's 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 awful if you care about women um, as, as, as anybody should. But it's also just so strange because it used to be that our society cared a lot about women and talked about how bad our society was of caring for women. Uh, it was patriarchal, whatever. You go back 10, 15 years into the into the era where feminism was bigger than transgenderism. And, you know, this type of thing would have been unthinkable, right, to treat women this way. And now all of a sudden we've, we've moved on to the next weird woke thing and we're throwing girls and women under the bus. And when, when an actual feminist comes out and says this isn't okay, uh, we start throwing the feminists under the bus, or at least that's what the woke left does. They eat their own. It's just really bizarre. I mean, let's 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 just let's just narrow it down and talk about, hey, what about actually treating women well, which is supposedly a really big deal? Because if we actually believed that, we wouldn't let people with penises go into change rooms 
uh, uh, bathrooms, and we and we wouldn't we wouldn't let men who are uh, undeniably uh, physically more fit go into women's sports and either hurt them or make them uncompetitive. That's just treating women very very badly. Why are we doing that? But even more bizarre than that, and I I hate to say this, but it's it's the worst thing of all, is that this is supposed to be a Catholic school. Now, you yourself are a Protestant. You're a, a member of the Liberty Coalition Canada, but you're a faithful Christian. And you know, as I do, that the teachings of all Christianity, Catholicism included, have always been and can't change from being respectful of God's order of creation. He created the male and female. We have no right to undo that. Um, he set up the order of marriage for one man and one woman. He designed our sexuality to be lived out, not to harm us, but to help us, to fulfill our lives. And yet we're going against his plan for that. And here we are with this young man who himself, also a Christian, but not a Catholic, but in a Catholic school, figuring, I guess, there would be some more respect for God's order of creation there, faced with torture from, you know, this this kind of veritable torture from a, a so-called Catholic principal in a Catholic school. It is unbelievable. And the number of Catholics who are outraged at this is is really quite something. We, we've had many, many calls into the school already. I'm sure those are going to continue. We've also got a, a fundraiser set up for him, a life funder, we call it. It's like a GoFundMe uh, for Josh and for his case. What's going on now from a legal perspective? Well, we are attempting to appeal the two suspensions Josh has received. And, and the plan, from in, in addition to that, the plan on our end is if this continues, if Josh isn't permitted to actually go back to school, to all of his classes, um, there's going to have to be human rights complaint. Because, um, you know, legally, I think, I think the biggest thing that's going on here is, is the blatant religious discrimination. And I think that needs to be exposed. You know, there's this double standard um, this protection of some rights by trampling of others, it needs to be exposed. Um, that's what this is all about. Obviously, he does have a right to some degree of free speech, like most of what he said has been on social media and in class debates. And if you want to talk about students having, having, having free speech, those would be like the two central places they would have it, right? There is some limitation. Obviously, students can't just constantly be outside with a bullhorn, you know, otherwise it disrupts school. But if there's a class debate on these issues, as there's going to be, there probably should be, this hot topic issues, you need to let every student express their, their belief if it's peaceful, right? I don't care how, how offensive somebody else finds it, right? I mean, are you going to are you gonna take somebody who doesn't believe in God at the Catholic school at that time who says, I don't believe in God anymore? Are you going to shut him up and censor him? Or are you going to let him speak his beliefs in a class debate? That, that's where this came from, right? They didn't like what Josh had to say on, on, on this peaceful protest he had that was, that was not disrupting school. Uh, and they didn't like what he said in, in, in the social media. They didn't like what he said in class debates. But he has a right as a student, a free speech right, but more importantly, a, a religious right as a religious person expressing religious beliefs uh, to say that. And uh, if you're going to punish him, it's just it's discrimination and amongst other things. So uh, if, if that continues, that's the plan legally is to bring the human rights complaint. We'll see. This is going to largely depend on how, how the school reacts. I mean, if they just double down and say, we don't care, we're, we're, this, this is the path we've chosen, then you know we have to take legal action. If we can sort something out, Josh can go back to school. Then maybe we, you know, we do that and we just appeal the suspensions. It really just depends on how the school wants to, the school board wants to continue to respond. 
Amazing, James. Well, I want to thank you and Liberty Coalition Canada for taking on this case. I'd really like to see other people follow uh, in Josh's footsteps and and uh, respectfully but boldly speak up, uh, whether it's your workplace, your church, your school, your circle of influence. Um, if you actually believe this is wrong, I mean, now is your time to stand up. If Josh can do it, uh, you can do it, and it needs to be done because as long as you self-censor, we're just going to keep sliding down that path where censorship is uh, more common and more easy to achieve. And eventually, it'll come a day when you won't even be able to speak up, even if you decided you wanted to, because you would now have the courage. Um, so do it now while you still can. Amen to that. James Kitchen of Liberty Coalition Canada, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.